Welcome to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast, where we try to give a refreshingly candid take on the long-term fantasy value of football players throughout their college and NFL careers. For all you Devi League, Campus to Canton, Dynasty Fantasy Football Managers, we're just two friends who spend all of our time talking fantasy anyways. We figured, why not grab a few mics and capture our conversations? It's your boys Josh and Jell, talking fantasy football and current events in our lives. It's time for the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. It's the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. Got your boys Josh and Jell here hitting you up on Black Friday. Jell, doing any shopping this morning? Were you up early? I am not one of those that uh, goes and camps out overnight so I can save... 90 bucks on a mattress that's gonna cost me 800 bucks anyways so no i i'm not uh, that's not worth it to me and having to having to fight those uh those nasty crowds at walmart or wherever you're going so nope i uh i i'm very happy that online shopping is a thing this time of year yeah no i am too and it almost seems like a lot of stores have gotten away from that just with how crazy the crowds have gotten i mean there's some been of the people that have are... get, like gotten trampled and died that's, yeah. that's that's insane. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> Not fucking appropriate. Like no. Come on. <laughs> yeah, for like you said, uh Dude, like, the, off the, of like, like to get yourself, you know, like get so you can get be the first one to the four dollar DVD bin. Like, come <laughs> on now. <laughs> or a hundred dollar off brand TV or something <laughs> right. that's probably like, gonna break in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you could just find. I don't know. I'm I'm glad that Cyber Monday is becoming more and more popular. Yes, absolutely. And we will get into both of those a little bit later on during our matchups. A little foreshadowing for all of you out there. A little foreplay for you. Yeah, we can be found at Dead Arm Sports Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I can be found at JPEC Das. That's at J P E C D A S. Gel can be found at Das Gel. That's at D A S J E L. Writers review, screenshot that. We'll get you some sticker swag sent out in the mail. You can also write in any questions, comments, concerns you have with the show. We're more than happy to hit you back via DM or just shout us out over your normal uh, tweet or tweet. Instagram message or whatever uh, whatever the kids are doing these days. All oh, those <laughs> darn kids. Those darn kiddos. <laughs> Jell, I have a... Local source in Dallas that said they saw you in the drive-thru of Sonic this morning grabbing more seltzers. Is that, is <laughs> I that tr- correct? I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. They uh, they do not sell those through the drive-thru. <laughs> nice. But, uh, I had to get you my, you today? know, I was going for my, my, my nice 8 a.m. buzz. <laughs> what, you, what do you got It's a today? holiday week, okay? yeah um no that's not true thankfully uh no this uh for this episode i am sipping on a foster's australian for beer oh (laughs) jeez just one of those just got one of those big ass like 36 ounce cans that they that they sell so i got a (laughs) i got a little bit of work to do this episode yeah, I'm holding you to it. You got to have that bad boy done by the time we're uh, finished recording. We'll here. see. It's not. It's not the tastiest thing. We'll say. So it'll no. be a. I'll to. I'll to force her down. Yes, I haven't had a Foster's in a long time. I think the last no, same time I saw here. that uh, former podcast host Ricky, we were at a concert and he was tailgating with the big 32 ounce can. <laughs> it was funny. The venue that we went to, we didn't know at the time, didn't allow tailgating at all. So 
they said that you could drink your beer on the way to the gate. And there was two gates at opposite ends. So what we did is we just kept walking back and forth between the gates. So as long as your feet were moving, they didn't say anything because they just assumed you were going to the gate. So we'd walk up to the gate and be like, oh, fuck, I forgot the tickets in the car. So you go back, load up your pockets, walk to the other gate, do the same thing. Somebody else would say something. So, yeah. You That's got amazing. Got about a six-pack deep before we finally decided go. Well, we should probably go in and check out the concert. So. <laughs> hey, got you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Yeah, well, it's better than paying like $14 for a beer for sure. the venue. So no respect. Get, <laughs> get your alcohol on. We are, due to the holiday week, recording this a little bit earlier than normal. It is Monday evening before the Monday night game, before... Uh, with the Giants and Buccaneers. So we have a little bit of news and injuries for you, but not not a whole lot at this point. Anything else pops up in the week, Gel might throw something else out there. But uh, just kind of keep an eye on the news. Again, we'll, we'll let you know what we have at this point in time. Today, found out uh, Jamal Agnew with a hip injury for the Jags. He got Jamal. put on season-ending IR. So, yeah, he had a... He had a good stretch there for a little bit, a game couple, or two. A couple, couple nice, you know, real big plays for for the Jigs. Oh, yeah. Logan Thomas is expected to practice this week, so they're supposed to open up his 21-day window. The That's real LT. News. Yeah, he has – if he's out there on waivers, if somebody dropped him, didn't want to hold him, or didn't have an IR spot, pick him up. He has an absolutely fantastic playoff matchup down the stretch and could end up being a league winner for you. I think he plays Philly twice, which Philly's been horrendous against the tight end position, so it's it's a very nice schedule. A.J. Brown, rib injury, picked up on Sunday during the game. Good news is x-rays were negative on that, so no broken ribs, but obviously he's going to be pretty sore, so keep an eye on his status going into Sunday's matchup against New England. Michael Carter... Uh, had an ankle injury. He's going to be out for two to three weeks. Any pickups you want there, Gel? Any Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson action? You're I think Ty at? Johnson is the would be the one that um, that I would be going after in this in this uh, scenario. I know uh, in our episode for that we released on Tuesday that we really didn't have any running backs to offer in terms of you know pickup options. Well, this is your chance now. I would say jump, you know, go after Ty Johnson's the one that I would that I would be more excited about more than more than Tevin Coleman. He's been pretty efficient when he's been out there. He just hasn't gotten too many touches with the emergence of uh, of Michael Carter. But I think that he's probably better fit for a number one role at this point than than Tevin Coleman is who Tevin's pretty much washed at this point. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I think he's there just because Sal is a head coach and knew him well over at San Francisco. Yeah, by the way, I'm rocking a Bush Light today. I realized I forgot to mention uh, the beverage of choice for myself today. It's it's only the best for the podcast, uh, for the podcasters. Yes, got to stay classy. Jordan Howard's expected to miss week 12 with a knee injury, so... Take that with what you will. I didn't expect his production to be that great with Miles Sanders back in the <laughs> four-headed monster, I guess, with <laughs> Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. It's like just a shit show. But Sanders at least looked promising this last week and took over his normal role. 
And now comes to the fun part of the episode, Joe. I'll get to uh, congratulate some players on contract extensions. Uh, late last week, Dallas Goddard got a four-year, $57 million contract extension for the Eagles. Tim Patrick got paid three years, $30 million. And then today we got news, Cortland Sutton, after we had just talked about him on our Wednesday podcast, and he was... Uh, I believe your was he your cranberry sauce? Is that the? Yeah, yep, yeah. So, and we were very concerned about what he was going to be doing and if where he was going to be playing next year. Well, Broncos Staying answered that today. And, uh, yeah, four years, sixty point eight million dollars, thirty four point nine million, which is guaranteed. Which that, I mean, that great for him. Leaves, that pretty much leaves him. Uh, you know, he's stuck there for at least two, if not th- at least two years. Yeah, which I was and probably shocked more like three at this deal. I mean, good for them. They've got their three guys wrapped up now. I mean, Jerry Judy's still on his rookie year contract or rookie deal. Tim Patrick's now there, locked in. Cortland Sutton. So it does it. It almost seems like they're trying to tempt any free agent quarterback. Like, hey, we got these three guys here ready to catch passes from you. I mean, I don't. The that's only, a lot the of money to guarantee that I have to with that. You lock up your all your cap room with three receivers. Yeah. What are you going to have to give away to a free agent? I mean, you've only got so much money, you know, with the cap. The cap is supposed to go up next year. There was a temporary decrease this season because of lost revenue from COVID, from the COVID year in 2020. So it is supposed to jump uh, for, you know, this next off season, but I don't know. I, either either their plan is let's get all these rookies or let's get all these receivers in here so that our rookie, while our rookie is dirt cheap, can be surrounded by great weapons. Or, like you said, try to tempt a free agent to come in here and or or a trade opportunity for Wilson, Watson, Rogers. Yeah. But yeah, you just I have don't. to. I, I guess you just have to think about <laughs> how much cap space are they going to have left now. Yeah, and you were talking about Sutton's production on our last episode, and it, to me, it was just kind of shocking the money. But I mean, that's what you're paying players if you want them. I that's mean, it. Got, you know, that's that's he's it. He's very talented, but just hasn't proven it. And I think a lot of that has to do with who's throwing him the ball too. But still, unless they're willing to throw Judy in a trade then it makes a little bit more sense and you could throw Tim Patrick and cuz Tim Patrick getting paid over 10 million a year after this extension to be a third receiver that's kind of you know i i don't know i don't know how many teams are paying over 10 mil for their third third wide out yeah no i i have no idea <laughs> We'll see. One of the bigger contract extensions today, which this one to me was just absolutely mind-boggling. Taysom Hill signs a four-year hybrid deal that, depending on his status, if he keeps his same position, I want to say it's around like 40 to $50 million. But if he becomes the team's starting quarterback, he can earn upwards of $95 million. This is a guy that can't even beat out Trevor Simeon right now. He didn't even touch he didn't touch the ball at all this last week at Philadelphia. What why are they shelling out this much money to him? It's it's a really weird thing. I don't know if it's like 
I, I maybe they value what he does in the community that much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I straight up don't understand this. I, you know, shit. For, for, I need to move down to New Orleans. I then guess and start so. doing start clean up on the highways or something and yeah. see if I can Jeez. get paid for it for my volunteer work. Gosh. Um, but no, I and it. So his current role right now is obviously this hybrid thing that you know he can return kicks. He plays ki- and he plays uh, kick return, punt return, defense. Obviously, does a little bit of Wildcat stuff. You know, he kind of functions as a tight end H-back. Can sit, can almost, can play a little bit of running back as well. So he's, you know, he is a do-it-all player. But like you said, he didn't, he didn't handle the ball at all last game. So it's like, what are you paying this guy a minimum of $10 million a year for? Yeah. It feels, it, it just it's... feels like a, you know, they're, they're, and then they I and then they give that escalator in there to if he if he becomes the team starting quarterback, he could make up to ninety five million. It's like are they just trying to tempt him to hey man, stick around, we're being loyal to you. And like but in but then in the back of their in the back of their minds they're like, There's no fucking way this guy's gonna be a starter. But let's no. just tempt him and say, What if you become the starter, man? You could make double the money. But even so, I mean, I'd be happy with his deal if I was him and even if I didn't get to be the starter at all. I mean, you're getting paid to touch the ball five, six times a game right now. Like, that's insane. No, no, I, I, I mean, it, I, I would to, too. Just... And I, so that's why maybe he's, maybe he's just got a really badass agent. You know, he, he comes from BYU. So maybe he's got a little, you know, maybe he's got some, uh, you know, power of christ compels you energy coming you know (laughs) coming from him i don't know you know but he's he's doing something right to have you know they could have just left it i'm sure at four years 40 million dollars and with his current role that'd be you'd have to be thrilled yeah but he but i'm sure that his agent or he or whoever does his negotiating is probably like look but if he ends up being the starting quarterback we need we need some additional compensation. So, it, I I think it's pretty good damn good them. negotiating tactics on his yeah. end. No, I I agree a hundred percent on that. Just kind of just surprising. Where some I mean, teams it's, we've never seen anything like money. this before in the NFL ever. No, nope. so pretty pretty badass. Good deal for him. Yeah. Speaking of badass, how that Sunday night game last night, it was kind of a dud for a while, and then the Pittsburgh made a little bit of a charge there early on in the fourth no quarter. No pun intended. Ended up being, uh, yeah, no pun intended <laughs> there. But ended up being a fantastic game. Big Ben had one of his better games of the season, 273, three touchdowns. Oh, it's, his, it's, it's the best he's looked all year, I think, without yeah. a doubt. Najee Harris punched in a touchdown. Deontay Johnson, seven catches, 101 in a touchdown. Eric Ebron found the end zone after a, I don't know what ten week hiatus. Yeah, that's it. yeah. I, he's I don't hang on it. You know, if there's anybody no. out there that's still hanging on to you know the olden days when he was okay with the Lions, uh, it's over. Fryermuth yeah. is is has established dominance. 
Yeah, and Fryermuth found the end zone. Chargers side of the ball, Herbert had a great game, almost 400 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Had another 90 yards rushing. Austin Eckler, four total touchdowns, two on the ground, two in the air. And uh, not to toot my own horn, but on our preview episode last week, I had a gut feeling that Mike Ev- or Mike Williams is going to have a long touchdown after watching Pittsburgh Steelers defense against the Bears get beat deep quite a bit. And Mike Williams came through with a big touchdown to take the lead yesterday. So it was a very exciting game. It came down to the wire. Big Ben on had the ball on his last drive and looked like the Big Ben of previous games this year, just non-mobile Chargers pass rush just came and just ate him up. I think it was, what, fourth and 40 or something like uh, yeah. that? Yeah. They got him for two long sacks. It looked just... like uh, it almost looked like Dalton on his final play when he, uh, <laughs> yeah. when he just went just – no chance goes down like no. a like a rag doll. Nope, that's the big thing. If you can get a good pass rush against some of the non-mobile quarterbacks, they're in trouble if they don't get that ball out quick. I just thought it was hilarious that he got the ball off on his last play, and on the last play of the game, you'd think, especially throwing it short to try some sort of trick play and start the lateral game, you'd be able to complete the first pass. I mean, he wasn't even close. It was. Oh, it was terrible. It was, ugly. <laughs> it was, it was, it was horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> horrendous. Yeah. Just kind of like a waste of my life. Yeah. Waiting for that to, hoping that that would go down. Yep. Yeah, this again is one that we've talked about it the last couple of weeks with Justin Herbert. He looked fantastic in this one, and it was one that was kind of a tougher matchup. I mean, granted, TJ Watt was out, but Steelers have been somewhat decent the last couple weeks in the season tougher to pass on and puts up 400 yards three touchdowns so it's the kid the kid shines in the you know when the when the lights are on i guess obviously we we it's it's it it always feels like during these big games it's it's when he when he balls so we saw it firsthand in the rose bowl (laughs) when he was still at ou unfortunately oregon um yeah so unfortunately indeed he just absolutely ripped a ripped it ripped uh, the Badgers a new one in that game. But he's been, it's like when you know he's still inconsistent. But it feels like when he's got mad, uh, you know, mad eyes on him, he always performs. So just got to make sure you see more. You just he's just got to be consistent about it. And that's the hardest part about being an NFL quarterback is putting together week to week or you know week to week to week to week to week steady play yeah which he's got plenty of time I mean he's he's looked great at times and even his bad games aren't horrendous they're just not not what you want all right let's jump into our preview if you are looking for the Thursday games well it is Friday today you can should have heard those on Wednesday prior to the Thursday games today's episode is just the Sunday games along with the Monday night game so This week, we're going to give you guys that we would start from each matchup, and then we're kind of going along with the seasonal theme here. We're going to have a... Season's greetings. Yes, Black Friday, Cyber Monday players for you from each matchup. Our Black Friday is going to be just kind of that stud, somebody that you're willing to wait in line for to go after them, play them. You are willing to camp out overnight for that big ticket item. Yes, the Cyber Monday is one that... 
it's still a good deal, but you got to do a little bit more digging. So kind of an under the radar guy that we feel like you could start and have some solid production for you this week. So without further ado, Joe, I think you are first up. I will, uh, with pun intended, kick it off here with <laughs> Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Uh, again, I mean, we, we just, we just discussed the Steelers. I think that I think, you you know, your obvious plays are going to be Deontay Johnson, Najee. I think you can roll out Pat Fryermuth here. Cincinnati does have a pretty decent defense against tight ends. Uh, you know, a top top 10, top 12 defense against tight ends in terms of fantasy production. But Fryermuth has been finding the end zone enough that I'm willing to start him. Are you on the same page here? Yeah, I think he's been getting enough production. Granted, this last week, it wasn't great outside of that touchdown he didn't have very many yards at all but yeah he's as long as big ben's back there big ben has been looking for him inside the red zone so yeah i i like fryer move yep i totally agree claypool i think i'm out on going into this week uh he's he's just not we kind of thought after his you know he had a pretty damn sweet year last season his during his uh his rookie year and you know there he obviously had that one four touchdown game and he looked like he's he would be that receiver that the Steelers could build around but kind of ever since then he's been a little bit underwhelming just it just in general I I don't know if it's you know he got complacent because I think the talent is there the size is there it's just he doesn't seem to you know I mean Deontay Johnson it feels like every time that Ben throws him the ball Deontay's open great I mean he Deontay just seems to be a great route runner be able to create great separation and Claypool that's just not in his skill set no (laughs) for whatever reason which yeah it is kind of surprising because I mean Claypool is pretty much their third receiver last year and had just a great year which I don't know is that him lining up in the slot and facing the third best cornerback on the opposing team or and that that could be it and with Juju out now him having to you know, probably more Step likely play be playing out wide, but he was a second round pick and he could have gone in the first round. He, I don't know. I'm, I'm disappointed if I'm a, if I'm a, a chase Claypool owner. I am. So you are <laughs> a disappointed, disappointed person. <laughs> yes. So I, I think I'm out on him this week. So the three guys I'm, I'm willing to get uh, to start here are, are Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth. Is Ben is Big Ben worth a streamer here? I mean, against the Bengals, he did put up. He did just go for like you said, two seventy and three scores. I just don't. It's just I can't rely on that on a weekly no, basis. I don't think I'm riding with Big Ben at all this week. Especially there's only what two teams I'm by. You got Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs and the Cardinals. So true. Right. True. I yeah. I think Big Ben can stay on your bench if you have him. The AFC North is we've touched on in previous episodes whenever they face off against each other they're usually pretty defensive battles yeah especially now that we're getting into you know late november and everything who knows and who knows what that weather is going to be like in ohio at the in after thanksgiving the weekend of thanksgiving that's what it can get it could probably get kind of ugly so i'm probably staying away from him i was actually uh looking at the weather today i was bored and wanted to see if we were going to get any snow here in wisconsin soon and i saw at the beginning of december they're projecting 50 degrees in wisconsin (laughs) oh there we go (laughs) yeah heat wave get the golf clubs back out (laughs) yeah uh, break out the uh break out the swim trunks (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> On the uh, Cincy side of the ball, I'm good going, you know, mixing after this 30 carry game. Just keep riding that until he ends up, you know, getting injured again if he does, but ride him out while he's healthy. Uh, I'm good with also I'm I'm out on Usoma this week. Just he's had three straight mediocre games, but I am in on the other three pass catchers: T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. Do you have thoughts on those three guys? I mean, Chase is locked into your lineup. Boyd had a great game this last week. He was getting <laughs> quite a few targets, but yeah. Why not? I just I I, I just <laughs> go excited. I, my, but, yeah. the, the reason I'm saying just after seeing obviously it's Herbert versus you know Joe Burrow. I think that you know Herbert's the better quarterback here, but Burrow's absolutely more than serviceable. And they and and Cincinnati was able to exploit or uh, Sandy Chargers. Jesus, San Diego, <laughs> L.A. The Chargers. Carmen, did you find her? <laughs> <laughs> The char- I'll just say the Chargers, L.A. Chargers, Chargers. Los Angeles, Chiagis, uh were able to exploit that defense. Uh, I don't think Minka Fitzpatrick is still at 100%. We don't know the status of T.J. Watt. He's coming off a short week, you know, given that he played on Monday nights. That defense, that's also one less day for that defense to rest. So I'm good with those three guys and... Um, and Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow's been kind of underwhelming the last couple of weeks, so... Unless you have to start him, I would probably stay away. Uh, yours truly is a Kyler Murray owner as well as a Joe Burrow owner, so I'm going to throw him into my lineup. But if you don't own Mahomes or Murray, you don't need to necessarily think, I have to throw Burrow in. Yeah. I think, I mean, you saw the game that Justin Herbert had. Granted, he took advantage of a lot of it on his with his legs getting almost a hundred yards. He had rushing, a, he, but. The, the, that was the other part about, about this game from Herbert. He looked really impressive, especially making some of these third down runs where mm-hmm. he'd almost looked like he was kind of like, it was almost like a, you know, he would kind of look like he's going to run and then do, you know, kind of like fake a check down. And then the linebacker would move to go cover the running back. And then he would just, you know, sprint forward for the first down. Burrow also does have, mobility not the same speed not the same size as herbert but he is mobile enough to do that yeah and i expect to like a like i said last week with mike williams breaking that long touchdown i think i think jamar chase is gonna have a at least one uh big touchdown breaking the steelers defense apart you good with resting ozuma yeah yeah after his uh solid two for nine performance yes (laughs) epic (laughs) Um, my, so my black Friday deal of the, I guess, deal of the day in this matchup, it's, it's gotta be Najee Harris. He's been, he's been too damn good all season. Cincinnati is ranked the sixth worst against running backs in fantasy. And, you know, just on top of that, he's been a stud every week. So it's, it's a, it's Najee Harris to continue his domination as far as my Cyber Monday hidden gem, uh, I'm, I'm going to go Tyler Boyd. He, like you said, he had a great game uh, this past week. And Pittsburgh is in the bottom 10 against wide receivers. We don't really know. I, I don't know if Joe Hayden is going to be fully healthy, if Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be fully healthy. So 
those are their two secondary studs. And 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 then again, TJ Watt, we don't know his status either. So that's only gonna hurt their that's only gonna hurt their pass rush, which is gonna help Burrow in that entire passing game. Yeah. No, I'm I'm fine. Those sound like great deals to me. <laughs> <laughs> My first matchup of the week is gonna be Tampa Bay traveling to Indianapolis. This one, again, we are recording prior to the uh, Giants-Buccaneers game. So, Ellis, again, if there's any big injuries, we'll update this. But at this point in time, I'm starting Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk. Carson Wentz, I think you could fire up. Tampa Bay is not that great against opposing quarterbacks in this one. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, is locked into your lineup. He's matchup proof. And then... I think you can give uh, Mo Ali Cox a shot in this one. Tampa Bay, Indianapolis are both bottom 10 in regards to points against the tight end position. So I, I like both tight ends in this matchup. And those are actually going to be my deals in this one too. By Black Friday deal, I think Gronk's going to have a field day against Indy. Just saw Indy's defense give up quite a bit of points to Dawson Knox this last week. And that's obviously Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski have that rapport. And then Mo Ali Cox. <laughs> Cox, I think Tampa Bay is pretty good against the opposing wide receivers, so I think Moali is going to be a red zone target for them and give Carson Wentz somebody to throw the ball to in the end zone. Yeah, no, no, no doubts there. I, uh, I'm definitely high on Gronk this week as well. As long as he can maintain his health, health after yes. this yep, Monday that's game, the that's, big... that's obviously the that's obviously the wild card on him right now. Given that you know he, he's he's had this lingering issue. But if he can prove on his uh, on this game against the Giants that he's healthy, he's I think he's an absolute play. Moved on to Carolina at Miami. Uh, going into this game, I would have not been excited whatsoever. Uh, but it's but after seeing Cam last week, he you know I don't think he's his he's never going to return to that 2015 form when he was the MVP. But he made some nice throws, and he's obviously a big threat. Uh, with his legs, so I'm pretty excited to see what what Carolina can do. <laughs> I guess it's hard to say. Miami has a little bit of momentum after beating the uh, the dominate the uh, the extremely dominant Jets. Not exactly, you know, the most impressive W, but so Flacco is serviceable. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but uh. I'm hoping that Miami can at least, you know, it, it's two teams that are kind of just super iffy, but it's at least intriguing to me given just because I want to see what Cam's able to do here. Fun fact on Jalen Waddle, he leads all rookie wide receivers in receptions at 68. So he's, he's an absolute go in your lineup from here on out, regardless of, Tua, it could be Tua, it could be uh, sm- uh, Jacoby smoked brisket. So, either whoever's starting out there, he's gonna he just has to stay in your lineup straight up, especially in PPR for that volume. What are you thinking about Miles Gaskin here? I know he did he did just have a pretty solid week, but it was again against the Jets this past uh, this past week, and Carolina's got a pretty pretty stout front seven. Yeah, I'm not touching Gaskin this week. He was just a strictly matchup based play last week against the Jets, so I don't I don't like him in this one at all. Agreed. Uh Gasicki's the only other guy that I'm gonna be starting then on the Miami side. 
he still put up, you know, five for 50. That's pretty, that's, if, if you're able to add a touchdown to that, then that's a great week for a tight end. Five for 50 is serviceable, especially in PPR. As for Robbie Anderson, he's still a no-go for me. He did get a pretty good uh, target share, but he, and he did end up with five receptions, but only for 30 yards. So he's not getting downfield work. And I don't know if Cam necessarily can throw the ball downfield. That's Robbie's biggest, you know, strength is is his speed and some of that downfield play. Can Cam throw the ball 40 yards? I don't know. No. <laughs> At least not <laughs> with accuracy. Not. <laughs> so I I think that he's still going to remain on the bench, even, even though he did have five receptions this past week. My Black Friday deal of the day is going to be DJ Moore. Uh reason being we did he did have a a he did have a touchdown last week but more than anything we just saw what his long lost cousin Elijah Moore did uh against the Dolphins this past week Eli Moore went for 141 in a score I think DJ is is due for for probably another touchdown and hopefully a decent share of uh receiving yards yeah no I I could definitely see that the Miami defense has definitely been susceptible to that, like you had touched on last week with Elijah Moore there. But uh, and yeah, then, and then if you want to go for an obvious, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I think is going to have an absolute epic week as well. Yeah, yep. I'll touch on him a little later. Perf. Uh, as far as my hidden gem, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to Cam. Miami's D is pretty weak and. This so this could end up being an opportunity if you are a Cam owner. This may be the right opportunity for you to to get him a start, get him into your into your starting lineup. Miami is a bottom ten team against the quarterback position, so I think I think again this could be this could be a big week for Cam. We did see some pretty sweet numbers fantasy wise out of him last week as well, so it looks like he's fitting into that offense right. And Miami's just been poor. If Flacco's throwing for over 270 yards, I think Cam can do the same or or better. Maybe not totally through the air, but in but if you combine his ground and and passing work, I think he's in for a big week. No, I I like that play. He looked really good last week and looked kind of back to his normal self and should have a pretty solid game, I would imagine, this week. All right, my next matchup is going to be Tennessee traveling to New England after getting their ass kicked by the Houston Tyrod Taylors. Texans, <laughs> pretty much Tyrod. Tyrod <laughs> pretty much single-handedly beat them. Tyrod. Tyrod, don't call me Tyrod. Yeah, I'll call him whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this one, Tennessee side of the ball. The only one I'm starting if he's in is A.J. Brown, and I'm very reluctant to start him in this one with a rib injury. That's something that is kind of a pain tolerance thing, and it could be something that all it takes is if he does play one hit one hit to those ribs and he could be sidelined. But, I mean, if he's playing, he's going to be in your lineup. New England side of the ball, Damian Harris is in. I like Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Tennessee's – bottom three for wide receiver points given up on the season. So I think you can give both of them a shot this week. They've been seeing healthy dose of five plus targets the last few weeks. And Hunter Henry is somebody that you didn't have a touchdown this last week, but he very well could end up having one this week. My 
Black Friday deal on this one is I I like Jacoby Myers quite a bit this week. I don't really have a lot of numbers to back it up, but just have a hunch he's going to have a pretty solid game. And my Cyber Monday deal, somebody yours truly is taking a chance on in the league record. I think Mac Jones is going to have a pretty solid week this week. I don't think he's going to throw for a ton of yards, but New England's defense has been absolutely ferocious the last couple weeks of the season. Tennessee's shorthanded on the running back side, as we all know. This last week, Tannehill threw four picks to the Houston Texans, and Houston's defense is not even in the same country as (laughs) the New England Patriots (laughs) defense. So I expect a lot of short fields for New England in this one. So I think Cam jo- or yeah, Mac Jones could have a couple touchdowns and have a pretty efficient day to get you by if you have uh, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray on the bench. Yeah, I, I I totally agree there. I I agree. I I I think that the I think the upside is limited still, but yeah, I do too. But it'll just be somebody that is efficient. You don't have to worry about them getting you negative points, goosing on you. He'll just have a solid. Just a solid day. Probably not, just a solid day. Not a weak day. winner, but yeah. yeah. And he's usually good for a couple, you know, some some uh, some work through the air. So I'm down with that. Um, next matchup, NFC East. The NFC least, as it formerly was known before <laughs> the Cowboys kind of turned back into somewhat of a respectable team. Uh, I think I, I Miles Sanders had a great week. Uh, 94 yards in his first game back on the ground. And, and with, you know, I guess it's between, it's pretty much looked like a Jalen Hurts and, and a Miles Sanders type of running game. Jordan Howard did still get 10 carries, so he may be still worth stashing on your bench. But right now, as of, uh, you know, again, we're recording this on a Monday evening. He is listed as doubtful for this next game, so that could just shift more action into you know, between Sanders and Hertz. If you're a Boston Scott owner hanging on to him, you you can let him go. He's pretty much fourth in this pecking order here. On the Giants side of the ball, what do you what are we doing with these Giants wideouts? I mean, do we <laughs> it's, I I I know we ask this weekly, but do we you know Kadarius Tony is gonna be back? Uh I is he somebody you want to get see going here? Do you want to still go Sterling Shepard? Or is this kind of a wait and see, given that we're recording this before the Monday night football game? Yeah, I think it's kind of a wait and see. I believe Sterling Shepard is out tonight with an injury. so And that's it's... and that's hit every single damn Giants receiver. Yeah, so I don't... Man, if any of the receivers, main guys, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay, if those guys are out, I like Tony a lot. Tony Baloney. Um, but if Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay are in, we haven't seen that huge production from Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony seems Tony to step Bologna. in and have big games when uh, when one of those guys is out. But I I think Tony's the one that I'm taking a shot on if I had to pick between those guys. But yeah, it's I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a frustrating it's receiving so, it's core. So frustrating. And you saw a lot of that production, too, with Saquon out. So Saquon's back now. He's going to be commanding some targets out of the pass in the passing game. So we'll kind of see how that shakes out, too. Yeah, and, and we've said this over recent weeks, too. Saquon is listed as uh, going to play at this moment. 
However, let's say he tweaks that ankle again. He ends up with a another softball-sized uh, swollen ankle. <laughs> then it's going to be back to the Dev, uh, uh, Devontae Booker show. So just keep an eye on keep an just continue to keep an eye on that status. If you're a Devontae Booker owner, I would I I I say hang on to him for the rest of the season for handcuff purposes. Uh, but just because Saquon's been so in and out of the lineup, as far as Daniel Jones go goes I pretty much said like look I'm gonna give him till Thanksgiving maybe the following week for me to decide is this guy a franchise quarterback he's you know he'll have those he'll have those weeks where he looks like he could be the dude um but then he'll but then he'll follow that up with three straight weeks where he looks like dog shit so if if you're the Giants I don't think you can I don't think you can trust him to be a franchise quarterback, but at the same time, what do you do? I, you know, they are going to have a pretty, it looks like a pretty high draft pick. Actually, it looks like two pretty high draft picks because they're going to end up with the Bears first rounder as well yeah. as their own. That's going to be a top 10 pick. <laughs> so they're going to have likely two top 10 picks. Maybe that's going to be enough to move them up to, you know, grab the top quarterback in the draft if they have to move up. But again, who is that top quarterback? Is it Matt Corral? Is it Kenny Pickett? Is it Malik Willis? It's kind of, it's still such a crapshoot. Yeah. And I don't think any right now, I mean, granted a lot can change in the next month of the college football season. Uh, once the combine hits too in February, March, but Right now, I don't think any of the college quarterbacks warrant a top ten pick. I don't think any of them have the talent for that right now. So I maybe do they use those two picks to try and lure uh, Russell Wilson See, across that, the country? That's that, I mean, that's, do they that's do what I think that would probably too? be in the Giants' best interest is doing Jimmy that. Jimmy G, I don't. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're Seattle, <laughs> you already lost two first rounders when you traded for Jamal Adams. You have to get and and you're and you're still three and seven, so do you move Russ and just go full on rebuild here? And then the giant and immediately if Russ goes to the Giants, that puts them in there probably somewhat competitive with the Cowboys. I mean, look look at that between the wide receiver talent Saquon, their offensive line is still atrocious, but yeah, it's not great. <laughs> but Russell's used to that given how horrible that Seahawks offensive line has been for years. And the defense is okay. I mean, they've got, you know, they've got a secondary piece. They've got an okay front seven defensively. I think, I don't, I guess I shouldn't say that that Russ coming in would vault them to Cowboys level or anything, but at least maybe that at that point, they'd be able to fight for, for a wild card spot. So I think that unless Daniel Jones tonight the next couple weeks shows he can be the man. I think that I think you have to use those two top ten picks and and try to get a guy like Russ. You know, Sierra is gonna be Sierra is gonna be would be pumped to go to New York. Yeah. So I I don't know. Just food for thought on that one. Uh, my my Black Friday big ticket item is gonna be Jalen Hurts. He's been he's been just an absolute monster all season too much of a big run threat and the giants have a bottom 10 rush defense. So I think I, I could see Jalen hurts again, rushing for maybe two, two touchdowns like he did this past week. Yeah. I think he's going to have an absolute field day. 
And then my my Cyber Monday hidden gem, Miles Sanders. <laughs> he looks like the he looks like the number one back for them. And Nick Sirianni is clearly now evolved to hey, I'm ready to run the ball, finally. So I think Miles Sanders is could be that hidden gem for you. Yeah, I think you touched on it. As soon as Miles Sanders went out, it kind of correlated with Sirianni realizing that they needed to get the running game going <laughs> yeah. a lot more to be successful. And now that Sanders is back and steps into that number one role, it, it was rolling this last week, that's for sure. And the Saints have a Saints had a good run defense too going into that game, but uh saw a couple of run defenses this last weekend, not uh too as hot as they thought with the Buffalo Bills getting trounced, but yeah, no, I, I like both of your deals there. My next matchup is going to be Atlanta at Jacksonville. Man, I can't wait to tune into this one. Sarcasm, folks, sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's side of the ball. If Cordy P is back, you're playing him. If Cordy P is in, I'm playing Kyle Pitts. Otherwise, if Cordy P doesn't play in this one, I don't know that I even want to run Kyle Pitts out there. I just... If he's the only option, Jacksonville, their defense hasn't been too bad considering how atrocious they've been this year outside of the Buffalo game winning that one. But they're still a bottom 13 defense against the tight end position, so I guess you could throw Kyle Pitts out there, but I'm I'm not excited about it, especially if Cordy P's out of the game. But if, like I said, Cordy P's in, I'm comfortable putting Pitts out there. I think you can fire up Trevor Lawrence this week. Atlanta's bottom 10 against the quarterbacks. You might have a respectable game there. They're also bottom six against the run game. So James Robinson can definitely fire him up. I expect him to have a big game. Maybe this is the game that Trevor gets his legs going too and can get you some rushing yards against Atlanta's poorest defense. And then, man, it's it's tough. Atlanta's not great against opposing wide receivers. Marvin Jones might be a flex option for you this week. He's <laughs> hasn't been great the last couple weeks, but Agnew's out now. I mean, he literally is the only one. That's about him and Dan Arnold. So yeah, I mean, that's about that's about your only option here, really. Yeah, Lavisca. I don't know what's happened to him either. But I, as he just, I, you would have really, I, you know, obviously, like we've said before, going into the season, we thought he would be one of the guys that would be a huge difference maker for them. And, and this could be the turning point for his career with urban Meyer coming in, but it just, I don't know. It hasn't amounted to nearly enough. No. And I mean, DJ Chark went down. So and, gave and, opportunity yeah. and then for we all step up and that, on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. My, my deals in this one, my black Friday smash play is going to be James Robinson. I think he's going to run wild this week and be very good for you. And then my Cyber Monday, I'm going to I'm going to stick by what I said a little bit earlier and I think a hidden gem here. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have his best game of his rookie season. Yeah, I mean, he's played in national championship games again. Well, oh, this game's at Jacksonville. Damn Jackson, it. I was going to yeah. say it, he's yep, played in national Georgia championship Dome. games at the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz, yeah. But no, I this Atlanta D is obviously is incredibly porous. We saw what Mac Jones was able to do. Trevor Lawrence is yes. a better talent than Mac Jones. I think everybody agrees on that. But yeah, no, I, I'm I'm good with that as well. You think so? Do you have any guys that you know you would think okay, typical quarterback starter for me? But I also have Trevor Lawrence on my bench that you would 
start him over? I know I'm just throwing this at you. I don't know if you've had a chance to really take a look. Um, but yeah, um, like trying to think. I mean, I'm 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 just gonna throw out a couple names here. I mean, Matt Ryan's no longer starter worthy. Just his opponent. So you're obviously you're over. He's over him. What about like? I mean, Tannehill just is coming off that four-pick week against New England. Would you throw? Yeah, him I would in start Trevor Tannehill? Lawrence. I would start Trevor Lawrence over him. And so, honestly, somebody else that I think, man, this could come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> but I think I would start Trevor Lawrence over Russell Wilson. Yeah, I just I haven't seen Russ in the last couple of games do anything. I mean, it still seems like that finger's bothering him. So I think I'd rather try and. Get a nice juicy matchup here for and it's, Trevor it's over completely the juiciest of matchups, yeah. And and yeah, like you said, Russ has not looked nearly the same. So I'm I'm I think I agree with you there as well. I'm I'm still not necessarily totally sold on uh, Tannehill just because Tannehill's outside of this past week has been pretty damn reliable. You know, pretty top twelve ish type of a guy weekly outside of this past week, but I can see that you may be getting a bigger upside out of Trevor Lawrence yeah. than, well, than Tannehill against the Pats. Keep an eye on that A.J. Brown injury, because if A.J. Brown's not out there, I don't want Tannehill at all. Yeah, that's either. a good point. That's a great point. All right, y'all. Well, given that this is a holiday week, uh, and just to try to push in a little bit of additional content out for you guys, we figured we'd give out part one of the Week 12 preview episode for you guys on Thursday morning, you guys may have, you know, you may have a long drive to, uh, to uh, you know, your family occasions for the holiday. So figured we'd try to crank out at least half this episode, uh, part one of this episode for your listening pleasure on your drive to the family occasion or from your family occasion, friends giving, however you're celebrating. So we're going to we're, we're just going to break this episode up into two parts. Uh, obviously this one being released Thursday morning and we will offer you part two on Friday the 26th make sure to hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at dead arm sports hit up those DMs uh, with any questions comments suggestions anything you got for us you can also listen and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Pods. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, review on your chosen listening platform. Take a screenshot of that review. Send it to us on our DMs, whether that's on Instagram or Twitter. You can also send it to our directly to us on our Facebook page just by searching Dead Arm Sports. So that'll pretty much wrap up our part one of this episode. And like I said, part two will be released uh, Friday morning. Hope you enjoyed it. And make sure to take a listen to part two to uh, finish off our recap and find our Black Friday deals and our Cyber Monday deals. Peace.